0: Listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast Seven Years in Denver by Lola Be Good on Gossamer. You need to put more weight behind your block, Leo said to Will. I don't have much weight yet, Will said with a snicker. You need to put all 55 pounds into it then, Leo laughed as he started another layup. Will ran to block him and succeeded in keeping him back. There you go, Leo smiled at him. It's not your size, it's your willpower. Will smiled up at his dad, happy to be taught this important life lesson by him. So, you and mom, you used to work together at the bureau like her and dad? Yeah, she told you we were partners, right? Leo asked as they both walked over to a bench. They had known each other for a short time, but Will, like most children, became a friend without questioning motive, loved without holding back. He hadn't learned, like most adults, to guard his heart. He looked at his father with great admiration, never questioning his place in Will's life. Yeah, and that you investigated cases no one else wanted, cases that put you both in danger a lot of the time. Will said, as he unscrewed the cap to his water bottle. Yeah, do you know she shot me once? Mom carried a gun? Will asked, surprised. Crap, Leo admonished himself. Don't tell her you heard it from me. And she shot you? Will asked, excited. Um, yeah, Leo said reluctantly, wondering how he would get out of this conversation. So, you want to go to a basketball game with me and Amy sometime? Why'd she shoot you? Will asked, still not swayed from the topic of interest. Will, I don't think your mother would want me talking about... But I want to know, Will said with conviction. What'd you do to make mom shoot you? I was under the influence of a drug someone had put in my water system, and she... she shot me to protect me. Protect you from what? From myself more than anything, Leo smirked. She did a lot of that then. Shooting you? Will asked, eyes wide. No, protecting me from myself, Leo explained. I was a very determined person, and sometimes I did some risky things. Your mother was always there to save my butt. Mom? Will asked. She... She was amazing, Leo said with a fond smile. Sort of like a superhero. Yeah, right, Will snickered. She's a teacher. Yeah, but before that... Before that... She had a whole other, very different life, Will. Wow, Will said, astonished. He saw his mother in a whole new light. She would do anything for you, too, you know, Leo noted. I know, Will smiled shyly. So would I, and your dad, and Amy. We all love you very much, Leo said, as tears formed in his eyes. I, I was really worried, Will admitted quietly. I was worried you would you would mess things up for my mom and dad. Leo just nodded his head. He had almost screwed everything up for Will. How was the wedding yesterday? Lots of fun, Will smiled. We danced a lot. Why weren't you and Amy there? It was your mom and dad's special day, Leo said, as he swallowed hard and packed away his sadness. Your mom looked nice? She had on a long, fancy dress. She looked really pretty, Will said as he bounced the basketball in front of him, unaware of Leo's feelings. So, it all worked out, Leo noted, his voice cracking slightly, as he looked across the park and wheeled his eyes to stop watering. I've got lots of parents like other kids, Will explained. Other kids have a father they thought was dead? Come back after? Leo started to snicker, happy for the change in topic. You know what I mean, Will sighed. Yeah, I do. Leo sighed as he mussed Will's hair. "'Let me try layup again,' Will said as he got up from the bench. "'Sounds like a—' Leo started, before he was hit with another memory. He was in a chair. Drills were penetrating his mouth. He screamed, but he couldn't move. His arms and legs were held down while the tests were performed. He looked at Will standing next to him with a scared look in his eyes, asking questions he couldn't hear. Calling him, "'Dad!' Suddenly, everything went black, and then he dropped to the ground. "'Thanks for doing this for me,' Dana said nervously to the doctor standing opposite her. "'How many years has it been, Dana?' the woman asked with a smile. Three since that conference when you spilled wine all over me,' Dana explained. "'I think I at least owe you an MRI for that one,' Dr. Spears said with a smile. "'So this will show his brain in detail?' Amy asked as she looked at the monitor. Yeah, it gives us slices of his entire brain. I'm going 270 images, Dr. Spears explained. Normally it's 70, Dana explained. Oh, Amy smiled at the woman, already happy with Dana's choice. They watched through a window as Leo Gray got an MRI. How long will it take to... Amy started to ask, before she saw the other two women lean in to look closely at something on the monitor. Oh my god, Dana said as she leaned in. Dana, I need to see all the images first, Dr. Spears warned. Yeah, but the size and placement are, Dana said softly, almost not believing what she saw. What? Amy asked, as she looked at the image on the screen that looked like nothing she could understand. Amy, I think we better let Dr. Spears do her work, Dana said, as she grabbed Amy's arm and pulled her from the room. Amy looked over her shoulder at Leo, but went willingly with Dana. "'What's wrong?' Amy asked as soon as they were outside. "'It looks like—it looks like a tumor, a large one that's star-like in shape,' Dana said as she visibly shook. "'What—what does that mean?' Amy asked as tears fell down her face. "'A star-shaped tumor means that it's a lot harder to remove surgically,' Dana explained. "'The structure makes it very difficult.' Oh my god! Amy gasped as she put her hand to her mouth. Amy, let's let Dr. Spears do her job and then. and then we'll know more, Dana said, trying to be comforting but looking visibly pale. Twenty minutes later, an orderly wheeled Leo out into the hall where he saw the scared faces of the two most important women in his life. That good? he joked. We're waiting for the results, Dana explained as she held Amy's arm to keep her upright. But there's something, he said, meaning her eyes for the first time. Yeah, Dana said, as she released Amy and turned to go see the doctor. Amy went to him and brushed the hair from his eyes. It looks like a star-shaped tumor, and from the way everyone is looking at the images, it... it doesn't look good. He wrapped an arm around her waist and pulled her down closer to him. Let's wait and see what they say before we get all upset. "'Oh, Leo,' she gasped as she wiped tears from her eyes. "'Mr. Gray? Dr. Spears said to wait in her office,' a secretary said, as she gestured toward a door. Amy walked behind his wheelchair and moved him toward the open door. Dr. Spears and Dana were noticeably absent. They sat and waited for almost half an hour before they both appeared at the doorway. Dana looked ashen and Dr. Spears looked grim. "'Hi, Leo,' Dr. Spears said kindly, as she took a seat as Dana hovered behind them. "'So, what's the word?' Leo asked, as he swallowed hard. "'I'm sorry. You have a stage four glioblastoma multiform,' Dr. Spears sighed as she opened his vial. "'It's the most invasive type of glial tumor, growing rapidly and spreading easily to nearby tissues.' It's not a common brain tumor, but your age and sex make you more prone to it. I I also see signs of some brain surgery that was performed on you many years ago, and the tumor began at that site. Oh God, Scully gasped from behind them. Amy turned to look at her, but Leo just nodded his head. Brain surgery was not something Leo had told her about. The size and placement of the tumor rules out any kind of surgical option, she said, as she looked closely at him. I'm sorry. What, what can you do? Amy asked as she gripped Leo's hand. There's chemo, right? Unfortunately, Dr. Spear sighed as she looked first at Dana and then at Leo. We're not looking at a situation that is treatable. Chemotherapy, radiation, or any kind of molecularly targeted therapies would only slightly prolong. How long? Leo asked. Mr. Gray? Every patient is different, and... Dr. Spears began. Weeks, Scully said softly behind him. Weeks. Oh, God! Amy sobbed. Leo just sat stoically holding her hand, the information still not quite registering. Will I... Will I need to be hospitalized at some point? Leo asked, stunned. It'll most likely happen quickly, like a brain aneurysm, but... Leo nodded his head as Amy continued to sniffle next to him. "'I'm so sorry, Mr. Gray,' Dr. Spears said honestly. "'I wish I had better news.' "'Thank—thank you for your time,' Leo said, as he stood to shook her hand. "'I'll send all the information with Dr. Scully,' Dr. Spears said, as she shook his hand. "'Come on,' Leo said, as he tugged at Amy's hand. Scully followed them silently down the long hospital corridor, no one knowing what to say. When they got outside, the sun was shining and a group of kids passed them on the street, laughing about something. All three people stood in stunned silence, looking at the world very differently all of a sudden. Dana would have done anything to keep her son from this conversation. Leo had wanted to not tell Will about his condition, thinking it would change the way Will saw him, cause him to immediately distance cause him to immediately distance himself. But Leo didn't know her son like she did. Not knowing about the tumor, and Leo's death coming suddenly, would have been more devastating to her child. "'Is this about me going to Colorado?' Will asked casually, as he plopped down on the couch in his living room. All four adults looked grim as they watched him. "'No, Will, it's not about that,' Walter stammered as he walked over to sit next to his son. Will looked expectantly at all their faces. He had been told his father had suffered from a seizure on the basketball court. Paige Phillips in his class at school had suffered from two seizures over the years he had known her. They were scary to watch, but Paige was always fine the next day. Will, remember what happened to me on the basketball court? Leo asked, his voice shaky. Yeah, Will said, suddenly sensing something was wrong and leaning forward. "'You know about cancer, right?' Leo asked, trying to explain everything clearly. "'My soccer coach had it, and that's why his head was bald halfway through the season,' Will explained. "'Will, I have cancer too,' Leo said softly. "'We just found out about it, and... "'You're going to be bald?' Will asked, anxious. "'No, it's a different kind of cancer.' One that can't be treated, Leo said, choking out the last words. Will's face suddenly looked confused. What? Honey, Dana said as she crouched down closer to her son. Some cancers are different, and surgery or chemotherapy, like Coach Ryan had, are not possible. So you'll just always have cancer? Will asked, unsure. I will, Leo said his eyes filling with tears. Amy grasped his hand tightly. "'But are you okay?' Will asked, swallowing hard. "'I am. Sort of,' Leo explained, his eyes searching Amy's for the rest of the speech he had prepared. "'What your dad means is... he's going to be himself for the next little while,' Amy said softly. "'He's not going to be in a hospital unless absolutely necessary.' Okay, Will said, looking at all the pained expressions around him. But that's a long time from now, right? Leo's eyes left Will's, and his head dropped to his chest. A soft sob escaped his lips. "Well," Dana said, as she touched her son's knee. Your dad... your dad... doesn't have much time left. Will looked at her confused. Did his dad need to go back to Colorado, or did his mom mean much time left before he went in the hospital? I don't, Will stammered. Will, Walter said softly, his arm going around the back of his son. The doctors say your dad's cancer is spreading quickly, and he won't be. Walter stopped talking. He couldn't be the one to break his son's heart. Will. In a few weeks, I won't be alive anymore, Leo said softly, his face still buried in his chest. "'What?' Will asked, as his eyes filled with tears. "'I'm sorry, Will,' gasped Dana, as she reached toward her son. "'I know this—can't—can't you do something, Mom?' Will asked, hoping for a miracle, knowing his mom always made everything better. "'I wish I could, sweetie.' Dana's eyes filled with tears as she wiped her nose. "'When? When are you going to die?' Will cried as he looked at his father. Leo raised his head to look at Will, tears flowing down his face. "'I don't know, son, but I want to spend as much time with you as I have.' "'Why? Why is this happening?' Will yelled, the tears popping from his eyes. "'I don't know,' Leo said." as he kneeled in front of his son. I don't know. Will leaned forward and jumped into his father's arms, crying and desperately trying to hold on to him, a man he had just met but had grown to love. Don't die, please, don't die, Will mumbled, as he was held by the firm arms of his father. Amy got up from her chair and walked from the room. A loud cry escaped her lips as she ran to the washroom. Dana rubbed her son's back as he was held by his father, and her other hand held on to Walter's for dear life. It had taken a lot to calm Will down, and he'd eventually cried himself to sleep that night, his mother's body wrapped around his in his bed. When Dana sleepily stumbled down the stairs into her living room, she was greeted by an unusual sight. Leo sat on one couch with Amy asleep in his lap, drinking scotch as he spoke to Walter, who sat in a chair. She was immediately filled with trepidation, as she watched the two men together. "'He asleep?' Walt asked, when he noticed her at the bottom of the stairs. "'Yeah, finally,' Dana said, as she walked toward the room. Leo, Amy, and Walter had all tried to calm him down and get him to bed, knowing that sleep would at least grant Will some peace. But it was finally she, who crawled into bed next to him and told him story after story of his father that finally got him to calm down enough to close his eyes. "'It's almost midnight,' Walter said, as he glanced at his watch. "'How are you?' "'I'm okay. Tired,' she said softly, as she sat on the arm of his chair, her hand casually going around to his shoulder. "'That was the hardest thing I've ever had to do,' Leo said, as he put down his glass. Dana and Walter both nodded. Everyone felt as if all the energy had been drained from their body." How's Amy? Dana asked, as she nodded towards the sleeping figure with her head on Leo's lap. How do you think? Leo asked with a raised eyebrow. Dana nodded. Leo would be the second man that she loved that she would lose. I was just talking with Walt and... And I hope you're okay with it too? Leo stammered as he picked up his drink again. Sure. What? she asked softly. Can you... Can you keep Amy and Will's life after? Leo asked, his eyes unable to meet hers. She, um... She's quite taken by him. And after I'm gone? Of course, Dana interrupted him. I wouldn't think of... Of not having her as part of his life. I think she'll go back to Colorado. Her family's there and her... Her life... Leo stammered as he stroked Amy's soft hair. I hope she's okay. Leo... If she wants to stay in Washington, we'll take care of her, Walt promised. But if she wants to go back to Colorado, we'll make sure she's part of Will's life. I promise. Thank you, Leo said softly. Walter just nodded. He would want the same if the situation was reversed. No, I mean, Leo stammered as he looked at the burly man sitting across from him. Thank you for being a better man. For being a father to Will. For making them both so happy. For being who you are, despite what I've done to you. Walter swallowed hard. His eyes darted away from Leo's. His face filled with pride and sorrow all at the same time. Dana shifted uncomfortably next to Walter. You've had too much to drink, Walter said, as he stood up from his chair. You and Amy can take the guest room tonight. I can call a cab, Leo said, as he reached for his cell phone. Leo, I'll get the room ready. Just stay, Dana said softly, as she grabbed Walt's hand and tugged him to bed. You can go back to the condo tomorrow, once you've had some sleep. Leo watched the couple mount the stairs together, Dana walking ahead and Walter's hand on her hip as she climbed. His breath caught in his throat. She was no longer his. Hadn't really been his these last few weeks. He looked down at Amy, a woman who despite his indiscretion, had stayed with him through all this. His heart burst with love for her, and equal sadness for the pain he was about to cause her with his death. He leaned down and kissed her softly on the cheek, causing her to stir. Hm? she asked. I can't carry you up all those stairs, so you're going to have to walk, Leo said softly, as he watched her rouse. Stairs? she asked, not quite sure where she was, Their house in Keystone was all one level. We're not going back to the condo? Amy asked sleepily as she sat up looking around. I was drinking with Walt, Leo admitted. We're in their guest room tonight. Oh, okay, she yawned as she stood up and stretched. He followed her up the stairs and toward the only room with a light on inside. The guest room was small but cozy. Filled with a double bed and a single dresser piled high with Will's toys that had obviously been quickly cleared off the floor. Amy pulled down the covers and slid under them, still partially asleep. Leo turned off the light and walked out the door. He wouldn't miss this chance with his son. He crept into Will's room, one he had been in several times, and sat quietly in the chair in the corner of the room. His eyes adjusted and he watched his son's chest rise and fall as he slept. He lay with his mouth wide open, catching flies, Tina Mulder would have once said. His hands clasped and unclasped into fists as his legs kicked the covers. Then he settled again. Leo sat and watched his son for hours, drifting in and out of sleep throughout the night. Will mumbled in his sleep, licked his lips rolled heavily, and kicked the wall several times throughout the night. One particularly loud kick caused the door to his room to open quietly as his mother looked in on him. Leo? she asked softly, as she noticed him in the chair. I... I couldn't sleep, he lied. The look on her face told him she knew that was a lie, as she glanced over her shoulder and then slipped inside the room, closing the door over behind her. You've been here all night? she asked with a raised eyebrow. Leo looked at Will's bedside clock. It was 4.57 a.m. He nodded. Scully, I couldn't let this chance to watch him. I couldn't lose this, too, he said softly. She nodded, knowing this was an impossible situation. I love him so much, Leo choked, his emotion raw. I know, she said, as she crossed the room to his side, her hand going to his face. He loves you too, you know? It would have been better for him if I'd never... Leo started. Don't say that, she hissed. Will rolled over in his sleep and they both froze. He settled back down and started to snore softly. Smiles crept across each of their faces. Mulder, as hard as this is, for him, for all of us, he was meant to know you she said softly. You were meant to be part of our lives again, even for this short time. He looked up at her. Their use of each other's last names had not been lost on either of them. Scully, you know why, he started. I know, she interrupted. I, I do too. Leo looked at Will, soundly asleep. We made one beautiful boy, didn't we? "'That we did,' she smiled down at her son. "'And he's going to be one amazing person,' Leo said quietly. "'He's going to be just like his dad,' she said softly, as a hand fell on Leo's shoulder. "'So that's pretty amazing, I think.' "'They stayed like that for a while, not saying another word, just watching the beauty of their child.' "'Leo?' Amy said softly as she placed a hand on his arm and pulled him from his thoughts. I think we should head home. You seem kind of tired today. For the last five weeks, Leon and Amy had spent countless hours with Will, and many romantic evenings together. He took her out to delicious restaurants, romantic walks, to see live music, and they spent every night tangled up in each other. If he only had a short while left, he was going to do everything in his power to make the most of it. He and Will had played games, went for walks, talked a lot, and sometimes cried. Mulder had started carrying a notepad around with him everywhere, jotting down thoughts he wanted to share with the son, knowing that soon it would be too late. Walter and Dana had taken time off work to be there for their son and Leo through this horrible transition. Dana found herself falling into tears over little things throughout the day, always trying to hide herself from everyone else so they wouldn't see her upset. The last thing her son needed, she rationalized, was a mother falling apart as well. Each day they planned around Leo and Will, and each night she saw the pain in her son's face as he said goodbye to his father, not knowing if he'd show up the next day. At the end of the day, she would fall exhausted into Walter's arms, and he would kiss away her tears as she cried in his arms. He was sure half the tears were for her son's loss and half for hers but he didn't care. She needed him, and he loved her. Uh, sure, Leo said distractedly, as he watched his son run through the sprinkler again. Will, Amy called over. We're going to go for a bit, but we'll be back before you go to bed. Okay, Will called back as he ran towards them, his ritual of saying goodbye to his father about to happen again. He quickly hugged Amy and kissed her cheek. Chest tonight? I wouldn't miss it for the world, Amy smiled tiredly down at him. Her face was worn. The impending loss of Leo was killing her. Bye for now, Willie boy, Leo smirked at his son as he tousled his hair. Bye, Dad, Will said as he wrapped his arms around his father and hugged him tight. I love you, Leo said softly as he held his son tight. I love you too, Will said, his voice muffled in his father's chest. Will pulled back and looked up at his dad, memorizing his face once again. I'll be back tonight, okay? Leo said softly. Okay. Will smiled up at him. Will, you coming? Riley called from the yard. Yeah, I'm coming. Will called back. I love you, Will said with a smile, before he turned from his dad and ran to his friend. I love you too, Leo said softly, as he memorized his son's happy face. "'Come on, Leo. Maybe we should—' "'I love you too, Amy,' he said softly as he kissed her cheek. She looked at him. He had said that a lot to her over the last few weeks, and each time her heart skipped a beat, thinking he was saying it for the last time. "'You're getting awfully sentimental, aren't you?' she deflected. He looked at her seriously and swallowed hard. "'I love you too, Leo,' she said softly as she kissed his lips. He pulled her into a tight hug, feeling her body press softly up against his. He needed to remember everything. They walked into the sunroom and saw Walter and Dana sitting on the couch talking. Where? We're going to get going. He's a little tired, Amy explained, but we'll be back before Will goes to bed. Okay, Dana said softly, as she stood and walked over to them. How are you feeling? Just tired, he said quietly. Dana touched his forehead and noted he wasn't hot. Do you have blurred vision? No, he smiled back at her, feeling guilty for enjoying her soft touch. Do you feel dizzy or nauseous? She asked, concern-filling her voice as she grasped his wrist and felt his pulse. No, just tired, really, he smiled at her, and slid his hand into hers, holding it briefly before letting it go. Maybe you should get checked out, Walt said as he walked up to the group, also concerned. I told Will I'd be back tonight, Leo said softly, as he met Scully's eyes. Okay, she nodded her head, and tears filled her eyes. Bye, Walt, Leo said, as he stuck out his hand and shook Walter's. Take care of our boy. Yeah, Walter said, as he pumped Leo's hand, his face filled with confusion. I'll see you later, Leo said, as he pulled Dana into a hug something he had not done since arriving in D.C. Please don't, she pleaded into his ear softly, as if asking him not to die was all that was needed. He pulled back from her and kissed her softly on the cheek before releasing her. He turned and held onto Amy's hand as they walked from the sunroom. Dana turned toward Walter and he pulled her against him, hugging her tightly. Somehow everyone was painfully aware that the end was near, that it was a matter of days now. Mulder leaned over and kissed Amy's lips passionately as they walked through the kitchen. Maybe you're not so tired, Amy began to say, before she watched Leo's eyes open impossibly wide before he slumped forward toward the floor. The scream that escaped her lips caused everyone to come running. Oh my god, Amy cried as she held Leo's head on her lap, crying over him. Dana and Walter arrived at the entrance and both gasped at the sight before them. Amy was crying uncontrollably, and Walter ran to see her and Leo. Dana turned and saw her son running toward the house. She broke out into a sprint to stop his forward motion. She smacked into him in the sunroom and picked him up, heaving him with her into the yard as he screamed for his dad. He fought against her, trying to get to his father as she held him tighter and tighter in her embrace, telling him how much his dad loved him over and over again between apologies for this horrible act of God. Will finally calmed after several minutes, and just cried in his mother's arms as she sat on the grass and rocked him back and forth like a baby, soothing him with her words and soft touches. It was there that Walter found them and wrapped his arms around his family, consoling the two of them as they cried in his arms. His mother's in Raleigh? Amy sniffled on Dana's couch as she took another drink of water. Amy, I think, I think he'd be better with you, Dana said as she placed the hand on the woman's knee. Amy just nodded her head mutely, her hands shaking as she lowered her glass onto the table. Dana could still hear silence upstairs. Walt had ushered their son upstairs after Leo had been taken away. They had been up there together ever since. She knew he would do whatever it took to make Will feel safe. He knew, didn't he? Amy asked, her eyes meeting Scully's. I think so. Scully said softly, as she wrapped an arm around Amy. He... he was kissing me when it... When he... Amy said, as she broke into a fresh round of sobs. That sounds like him, Dana smiled kindly. He loved you, Amy. Amy nodded her head in agreement. As much as they had been through all the confusion of the last few weeks, and the mistakes he had made, she knew he loved her. She knew he died loving her. I'm going to take him back to Keystone she said softly, as she wiped her nose. I hope you can... We'll be there, Dana confirmed. Thank you, Amy smiled up at Dana and rose from her chair. Amy, if you want to stay here, Dana said softly, not sure she should be alone. I need to call my parents. I haven't spoken to them in a couple of days, Amy said quietly. They... they loved Leo so much. Dana just nodded. She didn't doubt for a second that many people loved Leo. Dana walked Amy to the front door and hugged her at the entrance. Amy, I'm so sorry. Amy pulled back and looked at her, sure the apology was for more than Leo's death. I'm sorry, too. Dana watched as she walked down the stairs and slowly got into her car. Amy looked like she had lost 10 pounds off her already slight frame. Dana hoped she would be okay and as she watched her drive away, she knew that one way to help Amy was to make sure Will was part of her life. Dana looked toward the upstairs. There was a little boy that needed her love and she needed to check on him. She walked up the stairs and looked at the pictures of Will and Walt and her over the years hanging on the wall. She closed her eyes and thought of Moulder's last words. I'll see you later. She walked towards Will's room and heard the low rumble of Walt's voice behind the door. "'He's got a friend Max out there,' Walt said soothingly. "'We'll call him up, and Max can show us how to fly fish.' "'Yeah?' Will asked, hopeful. "'Yeah,' Walt said softly to their son. "'I don't know the first thing about it, but we'll learn together, okay?' "'Okay,' Will agreed. "'You get to wear these hip waders that keep you dry,' Walt said nicely.' I'll have to find some that are small enough for you. So you stand in the water? Will asked, his spirit lifting. Yeah, and you gut fish, Walter said with a laugh. My dad did that? Will asked, astounded. You should have seen him gut fish, Walter said. He was an expert. And now we'll be too? Will asked, interested. Yeah, we'll be too, Walter said softly. I love you, Dad, Will said honestly. I know I said it a lot to him, and... I know you love me, Will, Walter said, his voice cracking. And you loving him doesn't change that, does it? No, Will said truthfully. Then say it if you like, or don't, because I'll always know you do, Walt said softly. You have a big heart, Will. There's room for lots of love in it. Dana heard a rustling sound, and she knew that they were hugging. Her heart pounded in her chest. Everything was going to be just fine. The funeral had been a somber affair. Many cried, many remained stoic, but everyone remembered how wonderful he was, in whatever form they knew him. The stone picked out had both the names Leo Gray and Fox Mulder engraved on them with the words, Loving Dad, underneath. In the end, Amy reasoned. That's how he would want to be remembered, whether he was Leo or Mulder. Dana watched Walt talking to one of Leo's friends with Wool hanging off his arm. Will had calmed down considerably since his father's death. Like his appearance in his life, Leo's exit from it was met with many questions. Will wanted to know about God, death, angels, and everything in between. Dana and Walt had done their best to answer his questions, but there was a longing for more behind their son's eyes a longing that she could only attribute to his father, a man who was never satisfied with simple answers. Leo had made a big impact on their son during the little time they had known each other, and, Dana suspected, that was exactly why she had found him in the bookstore. Dana? Amy asked, pulling her from her thoughts. Sorry, Amy, Dana said softly. My thoughts were... I'm going to go through some of Leo's things, and I was hoping that Will could have some of them. Amy said softly. I thought maybe he'd want his cowboy hat. I gave it to him and... And he wore it almost every day. Will would love that, Amy. Dana smiled warmly at her. We... We set up a trust fund for Will, Amy said softly. His shares in the company go to Will, so his education is paid for. Leo didn't say... He shouldn't have, Dana stammered. Amy, I'm sure you can use the money and... I'm. I'm selling our house. And the cabin, Amy said softly. I can't be here anymore. Not without Leo. Oh, Amy. Oh, Amy, Scully said sadly. But your life is. My life was with him, Amy interrupted. It's too hard being here without him. I'm moving back to Denver where my family is. I'll just. just visit him out here. "'Can I stay with you tonight, Amy?' Will asked from behind them. "'Will, you shouldn't invite—' "'Will, you shouldn't invite your—' "'Dana scolded him. No. "'Will, you shouldn't invite your—' "'Dana scolded him. "'If your mom and dad are okay with it,' Amy looked between them with a hesitant smile. "'I'd love to have you.' "'I want to see Dad's house and his stuff,' Will said as he looked at his surprised parents.' Uh, sure, Dana said, as she glanced at Walt, and he nodded. Great! Will smiled at them all. All of the adults present were very happy to see his beautiful smile again. How are you doing, Will? His mom asked, as she touched his shoulder. It's really pretty here, Will said. It's really pretty here, Will said, as he looked around at the high mountains. And Max is taking us fly fishing in a couple of days. Who? Dana asked. He's going to show me and dad how to fly fish, Will explained. Mm. You don't have to come. Thanks, Dana said with a snicker. Silence fell over the group, no one quite ready to leave the graveside. I can't wait to show you all the pictures I have of your dad, Amy said softly, as she put her arm around Will. Mom said you guys traveled a lot. Will smiled up at her good-naturedly as they started to walk away. Mom said you guys traveled a lot. Will smiled up at her good-naturedly, as they started to walk away. Yeah, we traveled a lot, and your dad learned how to order a beer in six different languages, Amy smiled at him. Maybe you can take me to some of those places one day, Will asked. I'd... I'd really like that, Will. Amy choked out the words. Walter reached for Dana's hand and pulled it close to his heart. She felt the strong beat behind it and smiled up at him. They followed Amy and Will out of the cemetery as the sun started to set behind the fresh grave. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.